No Tim Payne this morning, but his little shoes are being filled nicely by the great man Alex Johnston, who has started off in fine fashion. A big first hour of the show this morning, Alex. Really enjoying it here. I can see myself settling in. No, <laughs> Tim's welcome back. He's he's the big name. He's the the star power. Obviously. Just ask him. Just ask him. Just ask him. Hey, we've got a big basketball flavour at this hour. And why not? Isaiah Thomas will join us, two-time NBA All-Star. Jared Weeks as well, assistant coach with the Jack Jumpers. But the CEO has been good enough to join us off the top of the hour this morning, Christine Finnegan. Nice to talk to you, Christine. Morning, boys. How are you going? We are flying, thank you. Nice to uh, talk to you, as I said. Uh, Exciting news. The finals fixture came out last night. Uh, As we thought, we've got Illawarra and... Dangerous matchup in the opening round, but I think the timing of the game caught a few people off guard. A 5.30 tip-off. What's your thoughts on that, first of all? Oh, look, um, what a moving feast that was. And um, up until <laughs> the very last result last night, there were three different scenarios that we knew were in play. Um, and I'd have to say probably my least favourite of all of them came came. Uh, true in terms of 5.30, but it is what it is. And, um, you know, these games are under the control of the NBL and um, we'll do what we're told and turn up when we're told to turn up. So um, that's 5.30 on Wednesday. Hamish, our producer, made a good point this morning. Do you think the NBL was banking on New Zealand winning that game yesterday, which would have meant they probably had the 5.30 game and we'd have the 7.30 game had they have hosted a final? Would that be a fair fair shout? Yeah, that was certainly one of the scenarios to play out. Um, there were, as I said, three scenarios, two of which had us playing at 7.30, one of which had us playing at 5.30. So um, the 5.30 one's played out. It is what it is, and we've got to move forward with it, um, understanding that it's uh, it's a school day, it's a work day, and it's going to um, you know put plans a little bit into chaos, but we'll make sure we're working with all our stakeholders to make sure it's fairly seamless. Um, we're working with the arena We've obviously, over the last week, been preparing for these scenarios and this particular scenario. Um, it's also Launceston Cup Day, so there's a lot happening in Tasmania um, next Wednesday. And, um, you know, it's just, you know, I guess the festival of sport. And I did speak to Tas Racing last night, and they'll certainly show the game um, at the Cup as well to make sure that people there don't miss out either. Christine, Alex Johnston here. What are the motivating factors for the NBL when they're looking at rostering? Are they driven by uh, timing for fans or um, TV rights or things like that. Do you get a sense of what they're trying to achieve with the with the rostering? i tell you what, um, you know, I don't envy them. They're, they're dealing with um, 10 commercial arenas um, in this competition and, um, you know, they don't know up until, you know, at this stage of the competition who's actually competing. So um, arena availability plays into this in a big way. The broadcast try to support whatever scenarios we can come up with with arena availability, which also obviously played into our scheduling as well. So Thursday the 29th was something that we were looking to do, um, but there is an event at my state bank arena on that day that couldn't be moved. So we, we once we knew it was a Wednesday, we then had to work within the timings that were available through broadcast and all the rest of it. So it is complicated. Um, none of these are bespoke basketball arenas that are just sitting there waiting for basketball games. They're obviously, as I said, commercial venues and um, we need to with all of those other things that they're attracting into those venues. Well, you could probably play it at three in the morning and still get a packed, <laughs> still get a packed house. So that's true. I reckon you'll have no trouble filling it. Just uh, there might be a few uh, people stuck in traffic on the way that might be uh, yeah. hurry up anyway. Yeah, we'll be right. It'll be Look, rocking. We're, we're ha- not, sorry, we're not complacent or arrogant about that either. I mean, we know that. Um, 
our arena will be full, but we are always um, customer first in our mentality and it's certainly something I raised um, when the 5.30 time slot became a possibility. It's certainly, when I look through the lens of our people and um, how difficult that might make their day, I certainly considered that and argued that point. But at the, at the end of the day, um, it is our schedule, we've got it and we need to work with it. And um, there's a lot of advantages to it. We are the first cab off the rank in terms of the game. Uh, it gives our players uh, the opportunity for a long break between that and their potential next game. So um, from a basketball perspective, Scott Rob's all in and he's, he's very happy. Very nice. Hey, what about Saturday night? Gee, it was good. Um, as I've seen a lot in the last 24 hours on social media, it was more than just basketball, wasn't it, uh, with the Teal game and the Shea Foundation. It just was perfect the whole night. Uh, look, it's something that's become really, really um, close to our club's heart, um, certainly even from a personal point of view, my heart as well, um, now on the board of She and to see the way the people of Tasmania have reacted to this game is um, nothing short of incredible and um, just to soak in that atmosphere and see that sea of teal and know what it meant um, to be able to, you know, bring this facility to life for Tasmanian women that are going to be, you know, using it over the next period. Um, there's a great degree of satisfaction from the club point of view around that and uh, we're just really glad that we can use our voice to contribute um, to this and, and certainly to amplify the message. And Christine, I, I said this to you the other day at the, the preview press conference, but it's going to be very special for Jack Jumpers fans to be able to see that um, clinic on Campbell Street grow and you know um, eventually open and support uh, women and their families uh, going through cancer journeys. It's going to be a sense of pride to be able to f see something tangible that their money that through the jerseys and things is actually going towards. Oh, I couldn't agree with you more, AJ. And I um, and over the next couple of days, we'll um, we'll actually calculate the amount of money that was raised through that game, and we'll come out and, and let everybody know the exact amount that we'll be forwarding on to she to to assist them in getting that facility up and running but I know that it's exceeded our 56,000 that we that we raised last year and you know just couldn't be prouder of the way that people get behind this and, and really support it and um, Scott Harris and his family who obviously have been directly impacted by this um, picking up their, their mum and wife's legacy to keep this going is incredible and uh, there weren't too many dry eyes um, on Saturday night when it was all said and done. Um, a lot of emotion goes into that, a lot of hard work goes into it and I'd like to shout out to to my team, um, the front office team and also to our team on the court. Coaches, everyone that just got behind that um, to make sure it was special um, for the Harris family. And even the Wildcats too. I noticed some of their players are in the Teal Socks. So big shout out to the Wildcats too. Hey, before we let you go, you're in Melbourne. Or you might not be yet, but you will be tonight for the NBL Awards. Are we a chance at any of them, Christine, do you think? Well, I think we are. We've got quite a few players here. I'm actually in Melbourne and um, Jordan Crawford and Milton Doyle were on the same flight yesterday. They've come over to have a little bit of a look around um, before tonight. So they're on. Did you see Tay-Tay last night, Christine? <laughs> no, I didn't see Tay-Tay last night. Oh. I had a fairly quiet night last night, but I saw plenty of people who were seeing Tay-Tay last night <laughs> out and about in the streets. Um, Sorry, I interrupted you. No, Carry on. No, that's okay. So we've got Will Magnash on McDonald over here, Jack McVeigh's over here, and Quinn Steindl, of course. Um, because we've got the coaches and captains finals launch tomorrow. So, um, yeah, so very lots of excitement around the club. Um, I think we talk a lot about the fact this club's not about the individual awards, it's about the team effort. So if any of them do happen to take something away, we'll be very excited for them. But tomorrow will be business as usual, focusing on defending the island. 
Christine, is there a, an award for best game announcer? <laughs> you do. Uh, no, I'm, well, I'm very serious. I will nominate. Um, we've got a CEO's meeting tomorrow, so I might put that up. Um, <laughs> He's that's something we should consider next year and nominate Brent Costello for that because hasn't he done a magnificent job this year? He's not bad. He's not bad. He asked my feedback after night one against, uh, that was against Brisbane, wasn't it? The very first night. Yeah. Three years ago. Yep. You asked my advice and I said, there is no way you can ever be over the top in that role. And he's really taken that advice to heart because he really, he turns it up to 13 or 14 now, but it's it's great to hear. Thank yeah, you, well, Alex. Yeah, as I always say, feedback's a gift, AJ, and so well done and giving him that. And uh <laughs> Certainly, obviously, took it on board because uh, the excitement that Brent is able to sort of muster in that stadium is um, incredible and really proud of the job he's done, to be honest. Oh, thanks, you two. You're making me blush. That's very kind. Thank you very much. And well done to you too, Christine, doing a great job. And we all look forward to next Wednesday night, 5.30 tip-off, My State Bank Arena. Just quickly, um, membership tickets, I think Priority 1 opened overnight, so that's open for a couple of days. And and then... that has been quite seamless, Brett. Um, you know, people are taking up that. And look, I think, you know, in terms of this 5.30 narrative, the, the, the alternative is that we're one of four teams with no time slot at all. So let's just embrace the fact that yes. we're playing finals mm. um, for the third year running, um, that we're not, things aren't always going to go our way, but at the end of the day, we're there again. And uh, let's celebrate that and defend the island. 100%. That's a very good way of looking yes, at it. Yes, I'm sure the Hurricanes would have t- taken any exactly. time slot they would have liked to play a final. So. 100%. Christine Finnegan, enjoy tonight. You're at the NBL Awards. Uh, good luck for all our guys up for nominations. And thanks for joining us on SEN Tassie Breakfast once again. Thanks, guys. Thanks for all your support. That's Christine Finnegan, the CEO of the Jack Jumpers, joining us here on SEN Tassie Breakfast. And after this, the Jack Jumpers talk continues, AJ, because Jared Weeks, assistant coach of the Mighty JJs, will join us to unpack the game from Saturday night and preview the big game coming up against Illawarra. Still time to get to us on the Harcourts open line this morning, 0437 552 535, or call us 1300 42 15 33. Back with Weeksy next.